Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read Poison and Party Hats, New Year's Eve by Madeline Scott. The year of making the boys blush is mercifully coming to a close, and we've decided to honor Baby New Year by reading a family-friendly murder mystery. Welcome back to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. <laughs> wow. Very, what a tone in your voice for that one. Yeah, uh, he did. He did it first. He did. Yeah, it was clearly mocking. I appreciated it because came, you came after Ganesha, not me. <laughs> this week, we're reading a book called Poison and Party Hats, colon, New Year's Eve, parentheses, holidays or murder. Close parentheses. Better known as Poison and Party Hats, New Year's Eve, Holidays, or Murder. Uh, it's a book about New Year's Eve and uh, murder. Seems by. like. By, oh yeah, uh, Madeline Scott. Sorry, I'm a little rusty. It's been a minute since we recorded an episode. Why? Well, a lot of things happened. People were busy going on trips, primarily. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I got married. I had a wedding there it for, is. My, for myself, and I got married. Aww, and it's been a minute. Sure Can we get some awes? Aww. Yeah, I want to all like in an episode of like Full House. The crowd has just, uh, they're happy for me. Yeah, but they're happy. But now they're like, it's sunk in and now they're thrilled. So those awes are turning oh, into we're getting screaming big cheers, cheers now. It's like Uncle Jesse just walked in the room. Yeah, those kind of <laughs> cheers. Yeah, it's, I'm husband. This is my first episode as a husband. This is the first all husbands episode of Let's Stop There. Yeah. Three husbands. I'll see if the vibe has changed. My vibe? Uh, that's the collective vibe. Oh, our whole vibe. Is, yeah, before maybe I was the on whole the outside dynamic will in. be different. Yeah. And now I've been welcomed warmly into the club of husbands. Invited to the group chat. The and husband circle. banned. Yeah, I was invited to the all husbands discord that every husband gets invited to. And yeah, I was banned for posting nudes. Yeah. Nudes and nudes. No lewds, no cursing, no nudes. Actually, no talking. It was bare butts immediately for me, and I got the boot. Yeah, it's been good. Good time as a husband. It was a good wedding, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm biased. It was my wedding. What did you guys think? What was your review of the wedding? 10 out of 10. Yeah. Okay. It was great. Perfect score. Perfect 10 out of 10. The judges beautiful, say 10 out of 10. Beautiful, beautiful setting. Beautiful weather. Yeah, it was nice. I didn't even control that. Good Nothing. Tunes. I, good tunes. Yeah. Good music. Hard boiled. Or sorry, not even hard boiled. <laughs> deviled, deviled, deviled eggs. eggs. Yeah. Deviled, baby, deviled, deviled eggs. I heard one thing I heard floating around the wedding was Ganesh was eating a lot of deviled eggs. He That's, sure I heard was. that from multiple people. He really got got into the deviled eggs. I had six. He did indeed. <laughs> now, we've had this conversation. When you say six deviled eggs, do you mean six halves or six holes? I had six 12 halves. halves. I had, okay, I had six three, halves. That's three eggs. Yeah. 
Which, when you put it that way, that's not that money. You could have had twice it's as much. It's not money. that many, but it did impinge on my dinner. I, I feel like I I didn't eat as well as I should have. Wow. <laughs> I didn't eat as well. <laughs> Getting a you, pat on the back. He, he ate better. well. I saw him clean his plate. He ate well. I was struggling. Well, the deviled eggs are pretty good. They had an interesting flavor to them. Yeah, paprika. A little twist, a little tang, a little kick. No, they were great. They were hard to find. You know why? Because they were getting mobbed by these guys. Ganesh and <laughs> I our... wasn't the only one. I tipped everybody off. I get, I would tell people, like, oh, there's eggs. No, 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 like, no. Oh, there's deviled eggs? You Ganesh were chasing yeah. around the cocktail hour at one I point. I didn't chase. Our live producer, chase. Phil, I saw put an arm over a server trying to go for the deviled <laughs> eggs. Oh, my God. Just to get ahead of Ganesh. And I was like, Ganesh, good Lord. Chasing these guys down like a pig hunting truffles. <laughs> I smell these eggs coming out of the back. Well, good for you. I'm glad somebody ate them. There was so much food that went to waste. Well, yeah, but you know, you're you had a mashed potato bar. And you you know, didn't get a doggy bag. I didn't. Well, I got some of the cake and I got my like entree wrapped up. But like, yeah, I don't know. I should I should have brought a Tupperware. Is that a faux pas for the groom to bring Tupperware? Oh, <laughs> you know what's funny? I was you so paid for it. I was so excited after your ceremony and after you walked out as a married couple yeah. i went to the mashed potato bar and i made the most treacherous plate you've ever seen I, was a, oh my god mashed potatoes what? and uh gravy and then a big pile of tater tots and then cheese all everywhere <laughs> and you know what i ate it standing up in a crowded room because i didn't know what that's else what, to do i was just that's so what happy. you're supposed to do that's what you're supposed to do at a wedding that's how you celebrate my love is eat a <laughs> handful of mashed potatoes standing up and then you yeah, guys walked good. out and everyone cheered and I held up my little plate. <laughs> <laughs> Shane clapped two potato covered hands together, just slinging che- hot cheese everywhere and sour cream. I'm glad you enjoyed. I really, that's my one regret is that I wish I could have experienced my wedding from the perspective of a guest. Oh, I would yeah. love to have gotten into that cocktail hour in Ooh. business mode, eating nothing but you know just going everywhere and eating everything instead of i had to go talk to people and be like welcome to my wedding while i was eyeballing eggs <laughs> well it was great i'm let me tell you uh these boys we started getting some martinis and it was good fun. you did yeah dude <laughs> you did i had a gin martini damn it Whoa, I had you guys a, had martinis i had a dirty gin martini and wow i hope everybody took advantage of that open bar our live producer phil had i watched him drink three martinis very quickly Wow. <laughs> Good for him. And Martini machine. I was like, wow, dude, that was 30 minutes. And then he let loose on the dance floor. That's good. light work for Phil. Yeah, the dance floor was something else. Yeah, it was a good time. I'm pretty happy with it. I spent weeks leading up to it certain that something was going to go wrong or awry. And even people were like, something will go wrong. I was like, ready for it. And then everything went right to yeah. my own surprise. Wow. You assembled a good team. We had, had a good, good you had we, a good crew. We had the Avengers of wedding people. <laughs> yeah. And I paid for it too. Boy howdy. They earned their keep. You were the Nick Fury of your I wife. was. Yeah. I showed up in their apartment late at night and said, We're making a team. And like, <laughs> who are you? I'm just a humble florist. Oh, I'm a fiance. I am the latest <laughs> fiance on the block. I'm ready to pay. Uh yeah, it was good. I'm glad it's done though. I mean, kind of, I definitely had the post-wedding blues afterwards. Oh, yeah. You feel a little sad when it's over because it's just been two years of this thing coming up in my life and now it's gone, done in the past. Well, hey, you know what? Now you're, you'll never have to refer to yourself or your partner as a fiance. 
Yeah, it was too yeah. much. I you think don't I have was, to speak French ever again if you don't want to. I think for I think I was probably the longest engagement of all of our friends. It was a long time saying fiance. It was way too long. Two years of saying fiance is way too much. And then in emails, you have to spell it differently. Yeah, don't even don't even bother writing it out. The last month or two, I was just calling her my wife. I was like, fuck it. I'm not even going to bother with this shit anymore. Yeah. The, Wait, hold up. What do you mean you got to spell it differently in the, an email? The, fiance and fiance are two different words. Yeah. Different There's like a there's a man and a woman's has, version has two e's at the end wait which one i had no idea this is the first i'm hearing of this, this. is all yeah. bunch of heteronormative jack shit but yeah you gotta spell one one has two e's and one has one e and there's some which accents. one's which i don't know i forgot i'm a husband now i don't need to bride know has one e the groom has two <laughs> e's green interesting yeah well it's over now i don't need to know that at all anymore i will never be a fiance again mm-hmm. i will be husband and then i will be dead well, it's nice if you're like writing a letter to a, a young fiance, you got to say it correctly. Ah, I was once a fiance such as yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days fondly. Well, yeah, good luck to all the fiancés out there. There's light at the end of the tunnel. You will become husband or wife or not. The third option, which is single left at the altar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good thing that didn't happen. That must suck. When I think about how great my wedding day was, I think about all the people whose wedding days did not end. Like, there's some people out there who had like shitty wedding days. People who were like ditched. Yeah, I saw the shit on America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, ditched. Uh, I had some like bad wedding days. I saw a lot of those when I was growing <laughs> like, up. Damn, what kind of fucked up America's Funniest Home Videos are you watching? The episode where it's just guys getting stood up. <laughs> I feel like sixty percent of AFV is just like that's wedding true. It mishaps. is. They are. That's an- okay, that's another thing I was afraid of, which is. When you're at a wedding, like there's all eyes are on you. You're on like there's multiple cameras on you at all times. If anything embarrassing happens, not only may somebody catch it, but yeah, it may end up on AFV or well, YouTube. When we were all lined up practicing and your your coordinator or your planner, they were like, don't lock your legs. Or they were like, we have seen people fall, collapse and pass out. Man, yeah. that, fucked, that fucked me up because that's all I could think about during the ceremony itself was my knees. I was like, people did, people goofed that hard. She said, this? yeah, she said, not only did she say don't do it. Yeah, she was like somebody, I saw a groomsman passed out a few weeks ago here. Could you imagine how embarrassing? I only pass out in crowded restaurants, not at a, <laughs> not in a, a big function, a wedding. Oh my God, how, um, yeah, that, how awful. That scared me straight for sure. I was like, okay, <laughs> I got to not lock my legs. So if there is a recording, I don't know if the, a recording exists, but I am alternating legs very yeah. frequently. I feel yeah. like my knees might've been too bent. Yeah, you guys were all crouched like you were taking a crap in your shorts behind me. <laughs> oh, he was right in front of me and we were both doing the dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't think about it. For some away. reason, I didn't let that get in my head. I knew I wasn't going to block. You had you had things to do. You had words to I had, like, repeat. I had, like, say you stuff. had shit to memorize and all that. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to cry. And I was like, I'm a tough guy. I'm going to get up there. and I'm going to be fine. And then I get up there and I was immediately like, oh, I'm going to cry probably right now. Yeah, it's... Yeah, then you, I made it. You did. I made it through. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't blubber. I had a manly tear, maybe like a brief catch in my throat. Yeah, was I wasn't blubbering. It was good. You did well. <laughs> Thank you. I gotta say, one of the highlights, not the highlight, but one of the highlights of the weekend was uh, when we were getting ready and Ganesh ordered Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't show up fed. He did Ganesh not. Didn't know Ganesh, supposed to eat before. Yeah, Ganesh didn't even bring his own talk. His wife delivered Taco Bell specifically for him, and then he sat down and threw a tie over his shoulder and got to work. And we were like, "You're gonna eat a Taco Bell with 
a suit on and you were so confident. Yeah. He said, I'm a pro. I am. And literally before you took a bite, your tie was in the chili. <laughs> Yeah, and I bent over. Heard, I, oh fuck! <laughs> so we heard, like, yeah, there's a shout. <laughs> honestly, it was the, it was the highlight of the wedding. If that was the only thing that went wrong, that's pretty good. And honestly, it was the back of the tie. I don't care. You could squirt fire sauce all up and down the back of that tie. <laughs> I'll give it good goddamn. It was worth it for the laughs. It was really good. Everyone was on their best behavior. I'll, I'll say that. It, yeah, you think? That's good. I think people were on their best behavior. Yeah can't let me down the groom yeah it was good honestly a plus from my perspective i feel really good about it and i'm also equally glad it's done now i get to cruise into 2024 as a husband Uh huh. (laughs) could be the last year of america or the world (laughs) and it's good that i got married right before we pulled the plug on it Uh, yeah it's good (laughs) (laughs) no i'm saying yeah, yeah 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 all right well okay that is uh uh we're, we're closing out personal time any last <laughs> any last licks uh, all we did was talk about you but that's fine yeah, what do you got fine. going on ganesh nothing any more fire sauce in your good clothing have you returned your t- your suit yet no dude i keep forgetting <laughs> what are you I'm gonna, gonna piece you racking up on this thing? <laughs> at this point i might as well keep it sixty dollars a day <laughs> sixty dollars a day dude yeah, at this point are you at what point do the fees hit this the worth of the suit it's not a day is it no, no it's like so. a $60 one-time late fee. Oh. So, which, so you can keep it theoretically forever for just $60. That's not no, a bad I think deal. it's 14 days. You get 14 days. So I do have to send oh, it back. Coming like, up real quick. But well, you got the holidays coming up. That's going to throw I'm going to send it back tomorrow. All right. I listened to our last episode I linked yesterday. Our and last Patreon or our last free one? No, the last one that just came out. Patreon. The, the bracket. Patreon.com slash let's stop there. $5 a month. Check it out. Yep. But the first thing I said at the top of that episode was I were a month away from my wedding. Oh boy. We had yeah, recorded I on that. I sat on that one for a minute. Oh, so that wasn't the last one we recorded. I can't no, remember. Oh, it was. Oh, so we it's been six weeks since we recorded about. Ah. Uh, damn. No. Yeah, well, I get uh We recorded the last we had Thanksgiving. The last <laughs> All right. I've challenged the math is too much for us right now. It's, it, it was a long time ago. Yeah, I was surprised when I heard that. Uh-huh. I was like, a month? My God. This month yeah, went by so fast. Month. It's been a month. Yeah. It was so much work, this damn wedding. Honestly. Hire a planner if you can. We didn't. And it was just. Yeah, you got to hire one. It was a lot of work. Hey, but you did a great job. We did it. I honestly yeah. think we should be wedding planners now. It was kind of fun. It I is fun. It. Hey, I was thinking you're a good host on this show, but you're a way better host at that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'll take that as you think. <laughs> You're really you think good. So? Yeah, I was a I was a good host. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I was going. I was shaking hands and kissing babies. Yeah, you were hugging people, saying thank you, you thank still, you. You still had time to get out and sing all of Roland in the middle of the dance. I floor. did. I that really was a turning point in the wedding. I think I scared some people. Kids start. <laughs> kids started. That was when the kids started heading for the doors. <laughs> the the elderly start filing out. Yeah. Yeah, it was bedtime for kids then. I couldn't tell. It was really hit or miss with the other the adults. I mean, I'm 35, but the adults at the wedding were really. Some people looked like they were ashamed of me, and some people were like, couldn't so proud of me. My aunt came up with a camera with a light on and was recording me. She was like, "This is so great." <laughs> you know, what's great like, is that that DJ didn't mess around and had like an edited version. It was nah, just he really raw. let the f the f bomb <laughs> fly. It was raw as it gets, dude. It was it was raw durst at like the halfway point of the wedding. It wasn't even shout like, out to DJ Ben. DJ yeah. Ben. Killed DJ it. Ben. Non-traditional wedding DJs. If you're in the market for a northeastern tri-state area DJ, the man 
doesn't fuck around. He'll play rolling F-bombs loose. Should be easy to find. DJ Ben. DJ Ben. He's the only one out there. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. But now, now it's just back to sad, civilian life. Huh? Sad trudge into eternity. Yes, I'm a civvy now. Not a groom anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a regular man. When people see me on the street, they just go, that's a guy. That's not a, that's not a recent groom doing, and they did rolling. Well, well, certainly not. I look old. If they see me with a ring on, they're probably like, this guy's been married for 10 years. Nope. One week. It's been one week. Yeah, I think, right. I think we're good on personal talk. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. When I uh, <laughs> start doing bare naked ladies, you know, it's done. All right. Play, what's this called? What's the name of this book? You tell me. Poison and Party Hats. New Year's Eve. Uh, part of the holidays are murder series. Ganesh, what's cooking? You got a you got a synopsis for us here. A grumpy true crime editor sets out to solve her aunt's murder with the help of a troublesome but adorable canine companion in small town Louisiana. Ooh, no, no, or not no, no, Louisiana, 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 Lucy and Nana. <laughs> Sorry, Ganesh. Sorry. When Lucy Layton leaves New York City That's to... That's Lucy Layton leaves. <laughs> then Lucy Layton leaves New York City to attend her aunt's funeral. She had no idea where her trip back home would lead. The last thing she expects is to inherit her aunt's dog, her house, and the attached dog grooming salon. But when she discovers that her aunt was murdered... She's compelled to stay in Shongaloo and investigate. Shongaloo. It's <laughs> down in the bayou, real deep. All right, let's <laughs> go. Let's stop there. Let's go. All right, you heard the man. Let's go. We're going to jump ahead. We'll be right back with the first page of Poison and Party Hats, New Year's Eve, Holidays Are Murder. Just a bunch of words in a row by Madeline Scott. Have I said her name yet? Madeline Scott. She wrote this thing. Thanks, Madeline. We'll be right back. Okay, folks, we're back. And this is Poison and Party Hats, New Year's Eve by Madeline Scott. This is Poison and Party Hats <laughs> wow. New Year's Eve Holidays of Murder Jesus by Madeline God. Scott. Chapter one, page one. Here we go. The first time I met Ollie, he bit me. I reached out to say hello, and he jumped up and tried to take my finger off. Aunt Eliza said he was being friendly. She had always seen the best in people, dogs included. I on the other hand, you better. Everyone has darkness in them. <laughs> Even a, a little dog? Even Ollie. He has see it in his eyes. When someone showed me who they were, I believed them. Of all the familiar faces waiting for me in my hometown, Ollie's was the one I dreaded the most. Without Aunt Eliza around to hold the little mongrel back, there was no telling how vicious it'd be. Damn. She hates Ollie. There's no avoiding it, though. Ollie was bound to be around the shop, and I had to go in. In a matter of minutes, Aunt Eliza's lawyer would read her will. He had made it very clear that I needed to be present in person. The last place on earth I wanted to be. Shongaloo, Louisiana. <laughs> How's that spelled? You'll never guess. Is it like in a French way? S 
H O N G O L O O. Huh? No, so not French. <laughs> it's spelled like a guy hit their head and is trying to ask for help. <laughs> All right, go on. It's spelled like a Magic the Gathering person. If somebody, if somebody cracked me in the head with a frying pan, that'd be the first thing I said. Shangoo? Shangoo? <laughs> All right. In the last place on earth I wanted to be, Shongaloo, Louisiana, a place so far from New York City. Oh, New York City. Both geographically and culturally that I would have felt more at home on the moon. Another city slicker come back home dreading having it run into the local yokels. Hard to believe this had been my home once upon a time. It felt like a different life. Time. There was Lucy before New York and Lucy after, and there were two very different women. I'm going to take a wild guess. She's going to disown New York, and she's going to be setting up shop in Shongaloo before you know it. She's going to be the preeminent editor of Shongaloo. The Shongaloo Picoin Times. <laughs> Where life just moves a little slower. Analyza never really got to know the new and improved Lucy and now she never would. My heart squeezed, a lump forming in my throat. Eliza's death had been so sudden that I hadn't fully accepted it. Maybe that's why I was still sitting behind the wheel of my rental car in the parking lot instead of heading inside. What's she driving? A Tesla? No, she's probably got one of those uh, boats with a big fan on the back. <laughs> she's, she's driving local. She went to the the Shonger Lou rent a car. My phone lit up with a call. My assistant, Kelly. I texted her when my plane landed and expected a response before now. I cleared my throat so there wouldn't be any evidence in my voice that I'd just been on the verge of tears. You're cutting it close. I answered, opening the car door. What is it? Have you been crying? There's no crying in New York City. I got you the release from that private eye you wanted, and Pauline asked for an extra set of eyes on her. What part of this needed to be a phone call instead of an email? I cut her off. <laughs> She stammered, probably fussing with her hair. Uh, Julian was asking if you had a if you have a pitch ready for your next story, and if it'll be ready in time for print. Yeah, of course it will. When have I ever not made it in time? Well, he was just concerned because of the bereavement, and I don't require any special treatment. I told her the last thing I wanted was anyone feeling sorry for me. Pity was not the emotion I wished to inspire in people. No one respected someone they pitied. Man, she's just like Rihanna. Just work, 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 work. That's what I was thinking. I'll, I have everything under control, and I'll get back to Pauline tonight, I assured her, already planning the rest of my day in my mind. The reading of the will would likely take around 30 minutes, then I'd allow 15 to 20 minutes for necessary polite exchanges with the others, around another 30 minutes to unpack, and I'd be back to work before noon Shongaloo time. <laughs> So, I mean, is it at the same time zone? No. Where is Louisiana Central? Yeah. What's going on here? Shongaloo runs five hours behind the East Coast. <laughs> we take a real slow in Shongaloo. <laughs> I have that to you in a Shongaloo minute. That means three weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Kelly answered. I'll get that email to you uh, Yeah, as soon as possible. All right, I got to go. Bye. I dropped my phone back into my designer handbag. Ooh, I like her. Head back to New York. Sounds like more your speed there. Then took a deep breath to steady myself before walking into my own personal hell, the Dippin' Clip on Eliza's pet grooming salon. Dippin' Clip? 
Yeah, on account of you can get uh, chewing tobacco there, too. <laughs> the first thing that hit me when I walked in was the ungodly amount of noise in the place. Dogs barking and whining, water spraying, a blow dryer droning somewhere in the back. The second was the smell, somewhere between cheap shampoo and wet dog. So strong that I held my hand up to my nose, breathing through my mouth. How can he stand? This doesn't smell like beautiful New York City. <laughs> Smells like these Shangaloo dogs. <laughs> these damn hounds of Shangaloo. These swamp dogs. <laughs> Shangaloo is going to get a lot of laughs out of me for this episode. Well, Sorry. it's not real because I Googled it and apparently it is the name of a millipede. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> All right. So millipedes might be coming after you. I don't so we don't have any listeners in Shangaloo who might be offended. All right. Good. There was no one waiting to greet me at the front counter, leaving me to show myself to the back office, which meant carefully navigating around the water hazards and dog hair that littered the floor. I'd never forgive this place if it ruined my favorite Jimmy Choo's. Excuse me. What? You got to slip on the, uh, the, the Nikes for this place, the Adidas. And where your designers in here. A single bark was the only warning I got before Ollie bolted out from behind the counter running toward me. No! I shouted at him, waving my handbag like a matador in the bullfighting ring. I might have preferred staring down a bull to my late aunt's Boston Terrier, Ollie and menace in his beady bug eyes, and I, he wasn't backing down. I retreated through the door to the back, still doing my best to ward him off. Bad dog. Uh, could someone call him off? I called to two of the employees in the back. One I recognized as my aunt's right-hand woman, Darla, and the other was new, but I wasn't picky about who came to my rescue. I saw a Boston Terrier today. Well, yeah. Yeah. Where? Outside? It was on, on the street. Was it attached to any sort of uh, low-level celebrity in your neighborhood that might have been walking it? <laughs> I don't, maybe. I don't think so. They're small dogs. Yeah, I wouldn't be scared of one if it came bounding at me at the Shongaloo dipping clip. But hey. Ollie barked and launched into a leaping attack. I scrambled back and my heel slid on a tuft of fluffy dog hair. I windmilled my arms, whoa, uh, grasping for anything that might keep me upright, steadying myself against one of the grooming tables. Now this is a scene. And knocking something over in the process. That, that was something was a jar of dog biscuits with a loose lid. No. Oh I hope it flipped up in the air and hit landed on her head. Her head stuck in the jar. Oh, my God. Then she's slipping and sliding all over the place with a jar on her head. She's got to eat the dog biscuits. Uh, she's eating the dog <laughs> biscuits to get out of it because it's so tight with dog biscuits. <laughs> Do you think it made a big pop when it sealed around her neck? Like, Yeah, it did. Yeah, and it popped right off. And yeah, her hair was sticking up like. I had dog biscuits in her hair. Yep. Yep. This is all something I could easily see happening. And what'd she say? What'd she say? This is for the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what it really happened? First plus second, no one reacted. It was one of those moments where we all saw the disaster unfolding in slow motion, but none of us could do anything to stop it. The groomers tried to hold back the dogs they were working with, but it was hopeless. Once those treats were scattered all over, there was no containing them. They flew off the grooming tables, one half-shaved, the other sudsy with soap. Don't worry about it. My mistake. Don't worry about it. No, no, you just let it go. You keep going. Don't you you get hung up on minor mistakes like soap? Or Shedji with soap and Shangaroo. Shangaroo. He's doing a Sean Connery. Peaches, Darla called. Winston, shouted the other employee. The one silver lining to the madness was that Ollie lost interest in me. I'm going to yada yada a little bit. Skip, 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 skip. Oh, boy. Let's stop there. Jeez. Okay. All right. Hey, you call the shots, boss. Can't wait to see what happens next. So what she's in what's the cover? She's inherited this little dog. 
and the shop and the shop and the clip she's a busy new york sweet deal it is unless you're a busy new york city woman about town who has no time for the small town bunk going on in shangaloo louisiana sell it all take the money buy a brownstone yeah sell it you think you can buy a brownstone from that come on Nah, this shit ain't worth two pennies all right well i'm in i'm all in Let's jump ahead. We'll be right back with more of Poison and Party Hats, New Year's Eve by Madeline Scott. We are back with more Poison and Party Hats by Madeline Scott. Ganesh let it rip. A moment later, the door opened and my cousins came in, gliding across the room like they owned the place. Ugh, Louisiana cousins. Four smiles plastered in place. Pandora spotted Ollie and bent down to say hello, but he growled and snapped at her, making her stagger back. Ollie, seriously, what's wrong with you? I grumbled, shaking my head at him. He was more than happy to let Minerva pet him this time. He was so fickle, always changing his mind about who he liked. Turning my attention to my cousins, I affixed the same fake smile to my face. Well, what brings you two over here? I asked. I love that blouse. Is it Alice and Olivia? Ooh. No, it's Kmart. There weren't many people wearing designer clothes around here, so I had to appreciate it where I could. Oh, I don't know anything about that stuff, Pandora said, preening at the compliment. Minerva let me borrow it. She's the one with all the fashion sense. Good voice for Pandora. Yeah, I can't wait to hear Minerva. I nodded at Minerva. You have good taste. Her fake smile turned more genuine before faltering. The twins exchanged a silent look between oh, them. Oh, well, they're Lips. twins, so he's going to do the same voice. Yeah, right. Easy, God. easy. Wow, yeah, I bet he just said twins. I bet they're not even twins. Yeah, they're not even twins. Everybody in this book still <laughs> quadruplets, everybody. Lips pressed tight, darting glances my way. Prickles of worry trailed down my arms and my stomach churned. What brings you in? I asked again. Well... We wanted to give you notice, Minerva said. We're going to contest the will. It's nothing personal. We didn't want to blindside you. So it's just a courtesy, Minerva said, both twins looking at each other more than me. It's nothing personal. We just don't trust you now that you live in communist New York City. (laughs) Being dragged through a lengthy legal battle I didn't ask for was a far cry from a courtesy in my book. Up until now, I'd been considering sharing some of the proceeds from the sales with them, hoping to bridge the growing chasm between us somehow. That seemed like something Eliza would want, but the little bit of sympathy I'd had for them suddenly soured. Would they have been so concerned for me if the tables were turned and they'd gotten everything? No. I doubted it. You never know. No, Minerva's a bitch. No, my my God. What about Pandora? Yeah, they're twins. It's genetic. Bitch. <laughs> I inhaled slowly to steady my voice before I said anything. I didn't realize the shop was so important to you. Well, you haven't exactly been around much, have you? Wow, it's, like you're, it's like you're Della Reese. Yeah. Good- <laughs> wow. <laughs> some, some really uh, beautiful low timbers. I do like that he's kind of exploring that Pandora has yeah, more I mean, of a refined southern effect yeah. than minerva her twin yeah, yeah. They, they grew up you know they're twins but you know they're not identical they're fraternal pandora t- took a step closer appearing genuinely conflicted i hope this won't make the rift <laughs> between us any bigger i'd really like us to be closer as a family but until this whole inheritance thing is sorted out i don't think that can happen it's really about eliza more than you pandora killed her i'm guessing 
Done. Case closed. Case closed. Next. Next. I I can sniff it out. The twins did it. Solve any crime by dinner time. That's right. Truthfully, I was taken aback by the audacity. I had no idea if they had had any grounds to successfully challenge the will, but I knew enough to keep my mouth shut. Anything else I said to him should probably go through my lawyer. Fantastic. Just what I needed. More crap to juggle. Well, thanks for the courtesy, I said. The words were polite, but my tone said, get the hell out of here. Wow. After the twins left, Darla emerged from the back, her face drawn into a pinched expression. Did I hear right? They're trying to take the shop from you. Darla's a smoker. <laughs> I nodded, still frowning at the door. I knew they were upset. She puts the dip in the dip and clip. <laughs> She's just uh, spitting into an empty water bottle while she says She's it. the resident uh, tobacco, tobaccoist, tobacconist. Yeah, tobacconist. 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 I didn't think that they had stooped that low. I always knew something was off about those two. <laughs> Darla grumbled, shaking her head. <clears throat> I told Eliza to watch out for him. Told her they were always after her money, but she wanted to believe the best in people. Can't say I'm happy to be right this time. I'm picturing Darla as uh, Jeff Bridges and True Grit. <laughs> Slap a wig on Jeff Bridges as, uh, and you got Darla. As Rooster, uh, what's this? Yeah, no, I, I get it. Uh, yeah, this is Jeff definitely a Bridges. Bridges, but with a sensible bob. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. well, it is Shongaloo. It's like if they put Jeff Bridges in the John Travolta role in Hairspray. That's what this is. It was obvious that Darla was no fan of the twins, but could she be right about them? The shop's revenue was great and Eliza's house was in good condition. Could they have killed her for the inheritance? Yes. Nah, too easy. They're setting him up as like a, that's who you obviously think it's going to be, but it's going to be Darla. Don't be ridiculous. I scolded myself just because the twins were odd and maybe a little greedy. Didn't mean they were criminals. They were my cousins and they loved Eliza just as much as I did. Maybe more considering they were the ones who actually spent time with her the last decade. And I knew Eliza would help family if they said they needed money. They need money. They killed her. I'd just been at this too long without any solid leads. I was looking for clues and everything, suspicious of everybody. I was letting my own lack of direction get to my head when I should have been focused on other things. For one night, the investigation could rest. Get a nice Shangaloo dinner. That's the end of the chapter. Crawdads. Crawdaddies. Potato. Creamed crawdad potato (laughs) stew. A light dinner in Shangaloo. Let's stop there. Okay. Good. All right. We got some suspects, the twins, those nasty little twins, and then the heavy smoker dipping. What's her? Darla? Darla. What's her job? She was the assistant? Or no, she's a cousin? What is she? She, she She's a grooming associate. Grooming associate. Okay. Grooming is a groomer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Groomer sounds weird, though. So Yeah. A groomer is what I was at the wedding. Uh, bride <laughs> and groomer. <laughs> All right. No, oh wait, no, I wasn't. That's groom. If Sorry. you if you insist. No, no, no. I've made a mistake. Let's <laughs> gonna say in your tombstone. I feel like the word groomer has gotten quite a bad rap the last couple years. Because it, yeah, it used to mean somebody who like cut hair on a dog and now it means like a pervert on instant messenger. Yeah, like Elon Musk. Yeah. Groomer in chief. Okay, well that's enough of that. Let's jump ahead now. We'll be right back with more of Poison and Party Hats. New Year's Eve. When is New Year's Eve coming? Do we know? There was no inkling of what the date is. No one has session. picked up a newspaper uh, <laughs> and just read the date Nobody off. has said, bye, George. It's December 27th. <laughs> All right. Waiting for it. We'll be right back with more of this by Madeline Scott in just a moment. 
right, let's go. This is Poison and Party Hats, New Year's Eve. Part of the Holidays Are Murder series by Madeline Scott. Deputy Boudreaux waited oh, until... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why is that Deputy Boudreaux? I see you coming through the fog in Shongaloo. <laughs> waited until he had everyone else's statements to talk to me. Minerva was already in handcuffs in the back of his squad what? car. What? Minerva dead to rights, baby. Red-handed. Uh, where's what is Pandora? she guilty of? There's no way she was the murderer. She did something else. She's a groomer. Occasionally shouting curses or trying to sway her sister to her side. Pandora had stuck around long enough to answer the deputy's questions. But as soon as he said she could go, she did, wiping tears away, pointedly not looking at the squad car. Okay, bye-bye. Well, Miss Layton, <laughs> he said with his hands on his duty belt. I'm you sorry? Sure? His duty oh, belt. Duty yeah, belt? Right. Uh-huh. So oh, my word. Adults get to wear sure those do down there? live up to your reputation. Pull-ups. My duty belt. <laughs> I, I tried. <laughs> I try, I deadpanned. You know, I ought to be upset that you went behind my back and kept investigating. I didn't. But I have to admit, that was some pretty fine detective work. A taped confession makes this a slam dunk. Damn, they got her on tape. He said, rubbing the back of his neck like he was embarrassed to have to compliment me. That's not my first rodeo. I'm just glad to know the truth, as awful as it is. Deputy Boudreaux nodded sympathetic. It's never easy when family turns on each other. So she killed... We've this solved the murder solved. This is it. I don't. No, this is a red herring, my friend. It's a red herring. I did have some good news for you, though. Oh, I couldn't fathom what the good news could be. My head was still a swirly mess of confused feelings. That's how I feel all the time. Do you think they say red herring down there? They say like red daddy, like (laughs) crawdaddies. That is one big red daddy presented (laughs) me, ma'am. I don't believe it for one second. I was glad to have solved the case, but disappointed in Minerva and how little she valued Eliza's life. Minerva, what my did you do? heart hurt for my aunt, who had been so trusting and willing to help if only they had helped themselves. But there was relief knowing her killer would be brought to justice, and then there was the regret that I hadn't spent more time with her while she was alive. I'd learned more about my aunt in the last few weeks. I'd been in Shongalu. Weeks, Austin, weeks. Weeks, okay, so... (laughs) Maybe this is like September. Yeah, this is a nice, beautiful fall day. New Year's is right around the corner. And the whole rest of our relationship. You don't have to worry about any more problems with that loan shark. I got back the prints from that paint can I found in your yard. And turns out he was in violation of his parole. They're sending him back to the state pen to serve the rest of his 20-year sentence. My word. Wow, that is good news, I said. Did you need anything else for me? It's been a long day, and I still have some phone calls to make. Time for this city girl to get the heck out of Dodge. You got that right, ma'am. By all means, we'll get out of your hair. After the deputy and his team left the scene, Shell still remained, waiting for me on the porch with her face drawn into a look of concern. Hey! This is this is Shell talking? Yeah. She said with a cheery sympathy, Are you okay? I shrugged, shuffling inside with Shell and Ollie both at my heels. All in a day's work oh, for Shell a New York dog. City. What? No, that can't be right because you just said words. Ollie's okay, but then, uh, then it says I shrug, shuffling inside with Shell and Ollie both at my heels. Michelle, maybe it's just like a child, perhaps. Like Michelle. Michelle. Or it's a dog and she's talking to the dog and she's I, lost her mind. I don't, I don't know. You're this. the one reading the book. Yeah, why don't you tell I us what's in there, know. reader? 
Maybe after some wine. Want some? I pulled out two glasses before he shoot a chance to answer. Okay. All right. It's not a dog. And if it is a dog, she's giving the dog wine. Yeah. See, it's just a kid. It's a gremlin. It's just a kid who needs their wine. And Shangri-Lu, it's, it's normal. I know you already had it all figured out. And you're used to this kind of thing, but I can barely get my head around it, she said, slumping into a chair at the kitchen table. I just keep thinking about how close she came to making me a shish kebab, I offered. <laughs> Earning myself a frown, I shrugged again, handing her a glass of wine. Hey, you said you wanted exciting. Well, I think that's enough excitement for a while. She groaned, downing a big gulp of wine. I sank into the chair opposite her, reaching down under the table to give Ollie a quick pet. Yeah, agreed. Thanks for having my back. I'm not used to being on a team. It was kind of nice. Well, I didn't really do much. Nah, it's not true. You believed in me when everyone else was telling me to drop it. You encouraged me to follow my instinct. I don't know if I would have so stuck sorry. in it if I hadn't been to you. You just both as instinct. Like that. <laughs> oh, that got me. That's good. My instinct. That's what friends <laughs> are for. All right, Shell, what's the vibe? You think this is an older lady? Um, what? Could be just like a, like a hermit crab's shell that she's <laughs> befriended and pouring wine into. That could be interesting. No, I think she's of sound mind. All right, so it sounds like her and Shell teamed up to take down Minerva. You know what? Maybe it's actually Pandora, though. Could be. Uh, you would they think are twins. They are. Uh, they are twins. It could, if you saw one of them, you saw the other one. Or maybe it's a whole other person. I think I'm saying it's Darla. Oh no, maybe, but I don't know. All right. I'm going with accident. <laughs> just pure accident. Yeah, the whole thing's just a big misunderstanding. Single car accident into a light pole because she had too much moonshine. <laughs> Could be. Could be. All right. Are we done with this section or are you keep going? Let's stop there. All right. We're making progress. Minerva's going to jail. We got to get her out because I don't think she did it. I don't think she did it with did this amount of the book left. Ollie do it? I would love it if Ollie tore her throat out like a, a mastiff, a rabid dog. Or what if there's like a serial killer? That like uh, arranges people's bones into sh like shapes, spooky shapes. Yeah, like, like pentagrams. Yeah. Could be. That'd be cool too. I hope that is what happened. That's the kind of stuff that goes on down there in the deep south. Nasty business. All right. We'll be right back with more of Poison and Party Hats by Madeline Scott. Alrighty, we're back and we've got more poison and party hats for you, which I'm just now realizing it's finally sinking in. I'm guessing she was poisoned, right? Oh, I didn't know if that that, it was going to be like they were on tour or something. Poison, yeah, the band Poison. You know, I could be wrong. You never know. All right, let's get into it. Ganesh, where are we? What's happening? The longer I stayed in Shongaloo, the fewer emails I got from the office. I checked every morning before leaving my bedroom, sure to send off whatever notes or additions I had. But this morning, all that waited in my inbox was a reminder about cake in the break room for all the January birthdays. They don't have good internet ah, there in Shongaloo. January birthdays. In Shongaloo, you get one email per day. It's the how much bandwidth they got down there. Nothing from Julian or Kelly. No links to possible stories or ideas for our new angles on old ones. So if it's January birthdays, does that mean we've blown past New Year's? No, they're planning ahead. Nobody sends out the January birthdays email in December because you're thinking holidays still. 
As soon as I had emerged from the guest bedroom where I'd been staying, I tripped over Ollie almost falling down the hall. I refused to let him stay in the room with me, but that just meant he waited outside the door for me every morning without fail. Oh gosh, Ollie, don't you have a bed or something somewhere else you could sleep instead of being a tripping hazard? I'm gonna break my neck one of these days. Maybe that's what happened. With any luck, there wouldn't be too many of these days left. I took two steps down the hall and tripped again, this time on one of Eliza's shoes. Ollie trotted off to Eliza's room, then brought out another shoe, setting it down gently in the middle of the hallway. I didn't have the energy to interpret this new behavior without some coffee. Of course, Ollie had set up a whole obstacle course of Eliza's shoes in every walkway of the house. It seemed he'd been busy all night, dragging them out, putting them in place. If he was trying to tell me something, I did not get the message. Regular Ashton Kutcher, pumpkin. You get punked by Ollie? Halfway through my first cup of coffee, I got a call from Alicia, the realtor. Are you sitting down? She asked. What's up? Well, someone's interested in buying the shop even faster than I'd expected. Uh, yeah, that's great. I answered. <laughs> Not quite ready to share her enthusiasm. <laughs> Well, Dumb what about deal. the house? The two seem like a package deal to me, but maybe not. Well, uh, not yet, but I'm working on it. I'm going to try to set up a walkthrough with the buyer, so I wanted to give you the old heads up. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for letting me know. Oh, no. <laughs> the buyer's the CEO of the local poison factory. Uh, That's fine. I don't care. As long as it gets me out of Shangaloo, I don't give a shit what you do with it. You'd raise it. I said while Ollie nudged the back of my leg with one of Eliza's fuzzy slippers. I put the phone down and turned to him. What is it? I might be getting out of here sooner than I thought. Isn't that exciting? Selling the shop will put me one step closer to being back in New York City. New York City. What happens to Ollie? Dead. Glue factory. One step closer to normalcy. Ollie obviously didn't have a response, but his ears fell back. Instead of standing straight up like usual, he dropped the slipper by my foot and moved to sniff some of the others. <laughs> <clears throat> Go on. <laughs> okay. I'll acknowledge that one. That was a mistake. <laughs> You'll acknowledge that. Okay. He's on purpose. I think he yeah, pepper these in on purpose. You to sprinkle get a little, it in to you, make You want a little reaction. That's like if you think we're not paying attention, if we're looking at our phones or something. You sprinkle it. Listen, I've seen some phone looking and I haven't said a word. Yeah. Who? From who? Who? Uh, I got to call you out. Who? Confess. <laughs> who are you talking to? No one's looking at their phone, dude. You My also, phone isn't even here. To be fair, though, you're not giving us any breaks. So. In fact, you know what? I'll prove you. You can see my phone back here. Wow. This, this is it. It's not me. Well. I don't even have a phone. <laughs> Shades on rotary. All right. <laughs> Look at my All lamps. Right. I have old lamps and no phone. I, I can see reflection in your glasses of uh, screen. That's the computer. That's the computer screen, detective. Well, yeah, but you, you turned. You turned one way and it was a different screen. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah? No. Yeah. That Detective Ganesha, computer. the case of the missing phone. Who do you think you're, Deputy Boudreaux? You could never. You can never be <laughs> Deputy Boudreaux. You, you could, you would look good in a duty belt. <laughs> He's gone through a few duty belts. All right. <laughs> Is that when you pull your belt so tight it makes you duty? <laughs> Doctor's orders. I gotta wear the duty belt. <laughs> I haven't done that one yet. I'm a little backed up. <laughs> gotta get it moving. Get another notch on my duty belt. Okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah, this is not husband behavior. The husbands are doing it. It's husband behavior. Okay. All right. We're just gonna move forward. The slippers. He dropped the slipper by my foot. 
that moved to sniff some of the others. He seemed aimless at loose ends, like he didn't know what to do, but somehow the shoes were important and not just as a snack. In fact, out of all the dozen or so pairs of shoes he pulled out of Eliza's closet, not a single one was destroyed. I didn't even see any teeth marks. These shoes have clues in them. He loves them. He cherishes them. He's trying to solve the mystery here. This dog demolishes every other shoe he puts in his slobbery little mouth, but he was meticulously gentle with Eliza's. He doesn't destroy evidence. You miss her, don't you? This dog plays it by the book. I asked him with a sigh. Everyone had been telling me that he was grieving and needed attention, but I'd assumed they were all just as animal crazy as my aunt had been. Now I wasn't so sure. And if I had looked at Ollie long enough, he did seem kind of depressed. Was this town making me crazy? Considering I was trying to think of a way to cheer him up, it might have been. I've got the Shongaloo flu. It's not all yellow cabs and uh, baked nuts, lady. <laughs> baked nuts? Oh, yeah. you know, baked nuts. You don't know those baked nut stands? I roasted nuts. Baking <laughs> <laughs> them these days. It's the health craze taking yeah. over. Yeah, those guys are just rolling around town with an oven on wheels. <laughs> well, it's not just all that down here. Baking nuts. <laughs> She's getting it. Remember, he's a little foggy. I miss those baked nuts in New York City. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not in Shangaloo. Man, I passed one of those hot nut stands today. It smells so good, but you can't fall for that trick because those nuts taste like shit. They're yeah. so bad. Yeah, they, they smell suck. so good. They, they should sell good. a hot nuts candle. Yeah, I agree. Take to the shark tank. How about some fresh air? I asked him. He seemed to enjoy car rides, and that felt like the least I could do. I dog-proofed the backseat with a double layer of towels and then lead. They should make uh, chicken over rice white sauce popsicles. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'd eat that while I sniff on my hot nuts candle. <laughs> <laughs> little taste of home uh-huh uh-huh and they should make a cereal like you know the oreo cereal they should make that with the little black and white cookies yeah that's actually a really good idea that's the only good idea i've heard i'm into that do it i dog proved the backseat with the double layer of towels and led the overexcited dog out to the car fighting against his pull the whole way we're gonna do this but you have to stay in the back you hear me i asked wagging a finger at him before i opened the car door ollie jumped on my leg panting so hard it sounded like he might hyperventilate You're humping the shit out of me whether he didn't understand or didn't care i couldn't say but we only got two houses down the street before he started worming his way up to the front that wasn't enough for him though he came across the center console <laughs> nud, he nudging started his driving <laughs> my god he commandeered the wheel for me Took us straight into the ditch. Nudging his head under my arm to climb into my lap, I swerved toward the side of the road trying to push him back, then pulled into a nearby driveway to turn around. Car ride's over, I told him. I'm not going to let you make me crash. That's what I get for trying to do something nice for the little mongrel. This he is what he did Darla's to problem for the rest of the day. Damn. No wonder Darla's just pounding cigs. Mm -hmm. People yeah. would treat her like poop. That's right. If you got That's a problem, give it to Darla. She'll eat it. As soon as we walked into the dipping clip, Darla hurried over to me, red in the face. About the other day, what if I run the shop? She asked in a rush. It's not going to be mine much longer. There's already an interested buyer. I just need to talk to my accountant. Darla's face fell. I probably could have broken the news a little more gently. I'm sorry, I said as I headed into the office. Uh, well, maybe the next owner will let you run it. <laughs> it was a small consolation, but the only one I had to offer. The slump in her shoulders almost convinced me she had feelings under all that grit. My call with the accountant was brief but informative. The sorry. shop had. Hey, you hear that? True grit. <laughs> and I just said that she sounded like Rooster Cogburn. Oh, you got the. Okay, yeah, she does. She's got a Cogburn esque demeanor. True grit. Mm -hmm. 
True Grit is Darla smoking three packs a day in Shongaloo. My call with the accountant was brief but informative. The shop had low overhead and high revenue. It had been profitable for years and had minimal outstanding debt. We were all set to make a quick sale, and I stood to make a tidy sum. The money was kind of a secondary concern for me, but it was good news regardless. Hey! Darla, Darla called. Oh my god. Darla, what are you, you alright? Could you go to the front? Somebody just came in. Oh, what are you, what are you doing, Darla? Is this your job? I'm not asking Ollie. Darla answered. She was up to her elbows in soapy lather. Unless you want to take over here so I can go deal with the customer. No, it's all right. I got it. I quickly made my escape before she could change her mind. At the front counter, there was a hulking giant of a man in a neon muscle shirt. What? Kind of a tan that had come from a bottle and mirrored sunglasses that he pushed up onto his head. But I couldn't pay attention. His name was Ganesh Sarma. (laughs) The hottest man in Shangaloo. That'd be funny if I wrote myself into this. <laughs> insert yourself into every book read as a really hot man in a muscle shirt. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like a super major scene, just a little cameo, you know? Yeah, I'd be, yeah. I'd, I'd allow it. Yeah, customer at a coffee shop kind of thing, you know? Yep, there he is. M. Night Shyamalan did it, and he's a idol of mine. You so. are the M. Night Shyamalan of this podcast. He does make movies. Mm-hmm. And no one can say he doesn't. He make movie and he's in movie. He's in his own movie. Uh, Only he, his movie. he insist. Him and Tyler Perry and Ganesh Sarma, three of a kind. Make movie in movie. Can I help you? Yeah, you're the new owner. Temporarily. <laughs> Your voices in this episode are wow. really good. Yeah. Have you been practicing over these six weeks? Yeah, just got to stay fresh, you know. Do you do funny voices when you read to your kid? Do you read to your kid yet? Sort of, but like he's really the only book he was really interested in. The Bible Stuart is Good Night Moon. Oh, uh, you do voices for that? Has, one? has no dialogue, and at that point, I'm trying to get him to fall asleep. So I, I usually use like a low tone. Oh, so like uh, uh what's your like name? Officer Dubro. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say like Minerva. Good night, Moon. You know. Well, he's in for a treat. Uh, once you start getting to dialogue. Yeah, once you start getting into the Amazon erotica. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Well, what happened now? Hey, Vince, he said, thrusting out his hand. This year's tank. He's here for his weekly massage. Massage? Yeah, Darla's a miracle worker. I'm so glad I found this place. Tank is like a whole new dog when he comes home from here. Hey, aren't you, boy? He baby talked down to the mouth-breathing dog. All right. Well, let me get you checked in. Uh, did you know, Eliza? You must be that niece she's talked so much about. Uh, Lucy, right? The computer had lost my attention. This was so much more interesting. Were you close? I had accepted that Eliza was a bit promiscuous, but I couldn't imagine her with a guy like Vince. He looked younger than me. Damn. Vince is a hardcore slammer, huh? Yep. Oh, yeah. Just the mayor of Poundtown over here. Yeah, kind of. I've been training her the last few months. She was a great lady, almost like a mom to me. Training her? Like, fetch? No, like in the bedroom. Uh, Oh, Lord, yeah. Fetch, shake hands. Roll over. Sit, Paul. There have been some people saying I pushed her too hard, and that's why she had the heart attack. And I'll keep wondering if they're right, but... Damn, who's saying that about poor Vince? She always wanted to do more, go harder. I never thought... (laughs) You didn't do anything wrong. The coroner isn't even 100% sure that it was a heart attack, so don't beat yourself up, fella. That might have been reaching, but the guy was really torn up. 
If he and Eliza were as close as he said, she wouldn't want him making it any worse than it already was. The doctor actually said she was having too much wild animal sex with a big muscle-bound freak. Well, she's she's getting railed regularly. (laughs) Holes too loose, heart too weak. Oh, fucking hell, (laughs) dude. No way. Wow. (laughs) Husbands uh, need to convene here and discuss. (laughs) Two husbands need to agree that the third husband is out of line. Send you to the penalty box. Yeah, you gotta go uh, turn and face a wall. Hey, I'm in trouble there. <laughs> Darla asked. The moment he heard Darla's voice, Tank sprang up to his feet, sneezing and wiggling as he tried to pull the, his owner far enough to get around the counter. Hey, you have to wait. House too. Darla asked, taking the leash from him and making Tank the happiest dog I'd ever seen. Uh, sounds perfect. Thanks so much. All right, let's stop there. <laughs> well, that was a nice little side with Vince. I enjoyed him. The big brawny beast of shangaloo okay how what how many more sections we got left last page coming up oh yeah magic words last page coming up we'll after be the back. jump let's go okay well let's go we'll be right back Okay, we're back. And this is the end of Poison and Party Hats, New Year's Eve by Madeline Scott. A shocking lack of New Year's action in this book, but we had fun anyway. Louisiana's humidity greeted me like a damp, wet blanket. I shed my jacket off as soon as I got off the plane. As I drove to Lafayette Boulevard in my rented car, a few familiar people I passed waved at me and I tried not to grimace. So what happened? She flew back to New York and is now back in Louisiana. Is that what I'm gathering here? Yep. Okay. Coming back to Louisiana had never been my plan, but obviously the man upstairs was laughing at me, so here I was. For the last few decades, I had believed that New York City was my forever home. She believes in God? Yeah, you don't belong in New York. Get out of here. <laughs> back to Louisiana with you. Apparently I was wrong. I might have loved New York City, but it never really loved me back. As much as I hated change, it was time to deal with my reality. I was stuck in Shongaloo at least for the moment. If I could sell the house and the dog grooming business, perhaps I could become the author of my next chapter. But fate had decided that this podunk town was going to be a longer stopover than I originally anticipated. Must. First stop had to be the Dippin' Clip. As I pulled into the parking lot, I sighed. At least Aunt Eliza would be thrilled with this latest turn of events. I could already hear Ollie's barking when I stepped out of the car. As soon as I opened the shop door, he bolted over to me, wiggling and jumping all around. She left? She left Ollie in the dust. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, Usually these books end with her like falling in love with Sean Galoo or whatever. I like this one. It's with her still seemingly hating it and just resigned to having to live there. <laughs> it's kind of a fun twist. Well, look who it is. I thought I heard a prissy city girl out here. Darla said her face is sour as ever. Yeah, I'm back. You are? Yeah, but no worries. You can still run the place, but I do need to learn how everything works around here. I like Darla. Yeah. You know you gotta get your hands dirty for that. Well, it wouldn't be the first time, you know. I'm not helpless. Darla feels... I feel like Darla could open a beer with her mouth. Yeah. Or her eye socket. Yeah. Her ear. Who knows? Mm Mm-hmm. I want to be able to train new people when we hire you some help. The first time I could remember, Darla actually cracked a smile. No, Where'd all your teeth go, Darla? You got a deal, (laughs) city girl. (laughs) 
We're supposed to, we'll have to start the train tomorrow. I'm supposed to meet Shell for dinner. Shell must have been watching the diner door like a hawk because she squealed the moment I walked in, jumped up out of her seat to wrap me in a giant bear hug. She squeezed tight, dancing from one foot to the other, jostling me. For once, I hugged her back. Ah, uh, I'm so excited you're here, she gushed. I knew you couldn't resist. Well, it wasn't exactly my choice, I murmured as I sat down. It looked like Speedy was in on the Valentine's Day decorating contest, too. Oh, Every oh my god, we missed New Year's. <laughs> didn't even wall. hear their resolution. We didn't get the countdown or the midnight kiss. Every wall had a string of paper hearts in shades of red and pink, and there were paper cupids dangling from the ceiling tiles. Their heart-tipped arrows somehow threatening. Glitter hearts glinted, twisting in the cross breeze from the ceiling fans, casting points of light in all directions. It wasn't quite as over-the-top as Shell's display, but if every business in town was gonna going to these lengths, it'd be a lot to handle. Let's see how long I last down here. Oh, come on. You love it here. And you love Ollie, too. And he loves you so much. You've lost your mind. He's exhausting. Well, you're his number one person now. You two are going to be stuck <laughs> like glue. That's what I'm afraid of. But he did save me from my crazy cousin, so I guess I owe him. Uh, called it. Damn, so what? Is Minerva just, like, straight up in prison? Like, she did it. She said cousins. And the other oh. one, too. What was her name? Pandora. But I'm not sure I'll ever get dogs. Not the way Shell and Darla did. They had an instinctual way with animals that I just didn't have. You know, my door's always open for puppy playdates. I could probably teach you a thing or two, Shell added with a chuckle. I'm going to be taking you up on that more than you realize, I warned. Good. I hope we'll spend a lot more time together. To tell you the truth, I'm kind of sad the investigation is over. It was fun driving around with you, listening to the classics, going over clues with a bottle of wine. Damn, driving with a bottle of wine. Hey, that's how that's you... Long. Yeah, no seatbelts. That's the national pastime of Louisiana. Later that night, back at Elysis, I started unpacking my bag. I hired a moving company to pack and send me the rest of my things. Where in the world was I going to put everything? Put on my silky pajamas, slid on my fluffy hedgehog slippers, and padded around the upstairs of the house. Peering into Eliza's room, it occurred to me that I might as well move my things in there. My aunt wasn't coming back, no matter how much I wanted her to. All the traveling I'd been doing was wreaking havoc on my complexion, so I applied a face mask to calm my skin. Then I picked up a novel I'd begun on my flight earlier. Made it through a few chapters before I realized something was off. Uh, did I forget my toothpaste or toothbrush? No. Did I remember to lock my apartment in New York City before I left? Pretty sure. Did I leave something on downstairs? Maybe a faucet, but I didn't hear water running. I picked up my book again, but before I got to the end of the chapter, it hit me. Ollie! Forgot oh about Ollie. He's gone. Where was he? Ollie! He's on the roof of your car. <laughs> I called. No response. Downstairs didn't have any better look. Maybe Darla left him in the boarding area. I texted her, where's Ollie? While I waited, I made my way through the breezeway into the dipping clip. Unfortunately, I woke up all the dogs. And oh, the once God. peaceful night erupted into a chorus of barking. Sliding in, in my phone into my pocket, I covered my ears and searched every room in the place, but Ollie wasn't there. My phone buzzed. I read Darla's text. He was in your downstairs living room asleep on the couch when I left. On the couch? I just okay. checked there. Tell me Ollie's not gone. On my way across the breezeway back of the house, I crossed my fingers, hoping to find a sleeping dog on the couch. But as soon as I got inside, I knew that wasn't going to happen. Frantically, I rushed around checking all the doors. They were all locked and the dog door was closed. I had no idea where he'd gone. I flew out the back door, looking in every corner of the yard, calling his name at the top of my lungs until I grew hoarse. The last time Ollie got out, he went downtown. That crazy dog could be anywhere. <laughs> downtown, my God. Can we get uh, six seconds of... Uh... 
Vanessa Carlton making my way downtown. That's all right now. And a dog on a motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Woof, woof. Finally, I dragged myself back inside where a portrait of my aunt glared down at me from the wall. I'd lost her dog. Guilt threatened to swallow me whole. I've been back less than half a day and I'd already lost her beloved pet. Why did she leave him to me anyway? How'd she not see this coming? And how in the world was I going to find him? The end. That's the end? That's the end. Oh, my God. Damn, this book ended on kind of a fucked up. This said no. I thought this said no cliffhangers. Was that a different book? That's a different one. God damn it. This one has a big cliffhanger. Where's Ollie? Where's Ollie? Oh, maybe he went to New York. He's going to live in that apartment. This book was shocking because the murder was solved like halfway through and then we lost the dog on the last page. I feel unsatisfied and scared. Yeah. That, that mystery hurts worse than the murder. Hurts my heart. That poor Ollie's gone making his way downtown. Well, geez, that'll sit with you. I'll just have to read the next book in the series another time, I suppose. Next New Year's. Tomorrow. (laughs) No, no, no. No, no. All right. Well, that's it, huh? Thanks for Mm. leaving. Thanks for ending 2023 on a down note. Yeah. Well, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. It was a fun time. Honestly, the voices were great. Characters were good. Shangaloo can't be beat. Shangaloo's fun. That's fun. Bordeaux, as that was. Boudreaux. Boudreaux. Good guy. Good guy. Uh, Good friend. We're done for 2023. We did it. Another year in the books. Another year in the books. It's December 2023. Our first episode was December 2017. Oh, Got geez. a little spotty there at the end. Six years, right? 2017. Yeah. That's right, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, six years. Six year anniversary of the show. Now is now. It's right now. All right. Wow. Do another six years and then what? Call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you take it to 40. Then we'll be good. 40 years? 40 years young for us. No, oh, for our, our no. age. 40 episodes. 40 episodes more. And then we do another thousand after that. And then we're good. <laughs> we're all cut up. All right. Well, that's it, huh? Thanks that's for another good year, for everybody. And for the year. We did uh, it. Appreciate you. I started this year as a mere fiance and I ended as a powerful husband um, in a group of husbands. Three husbands reading books into a microphone, feeling no shame about it taking valuable time away from their families the first page the 25 percent mark the 50 percent mark, oh, yes 75 percent mark and, the last, and the last page yeah you're right wasting time i used to just be wasting my fiance's time but now thinking about that i, I have a wife out there waiting for me to be done with my that's, podcast that's, it's no longer your time that's now both of yours you're like hey we got to wrap up the podcast my wife is out there waiting that's you know you shouldn't have a podcast and a wife actually now that i'm now that i have both i feel some sort of Oh, wait, does, uh, does Joe Rogan have wife? No. Nah, no it doesn't way. matter. Who cares? You can't cage that guy, dude. Uh-uh. We did uh, six years. Is Are you calling it right no. now? No, no, no. Another oh, six okay. years. We're going to do another six years just to wrap renewing the contract? Oh, you're the boss. You tell me. If you take us out to get steak, then the contract's renewed. Don't we get, like, pardoned, like, for early release on good behavior? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys were bad this year. Uh-oh. He's been sentenced to another year. All right. If you say so, warden. Okay. That's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Chris Linquist for our art. Thanks to Morris Reese for our music. Thanks to both of them for coming to my wedding. Uh, <laughs> you can catch us at letstopthere.com. Hit us up on social media. Let's stop there. You can join our Patreon. Patreon.com slash let's stop there. $5 a month. You get a whole mess of extra episodes. Every other episode we release is on Patreon. So there's double the episodes out there for you to enjoy. That's it. 567-309-0357. Give us a phone call. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Here is to a prosperous 2024. 
for the three of us specifically and nobody else. Have a great one. We'll catch you next time on Let's Stop There. Bye-bye.